Hey everyone, it is another episode of the Global Market Huddle. This is your friend Jesse together with my brothers Raf and Clive. How are you guys? Hello, <laughs> bro. Hello everyone. <laughs> bro, di ba And of course, kasama din natin yung ating mga kapamilya, kabarkada, at lahat-lahat na ng mga fellow Unibankers. Thank you for always joining us on a weekly basis. Guys, don't forget to tell your friends that there's such a thing as Global Markets Huddle where you can learn without getting intimidated and having fun, di ba? Together with teams. Right now, let's talk about this. I was browsing my social media, guys, and there's a lot of memes. Okay, hindi siya meme, ha? mga titos and titos, there's memes. Going around about peso weakness. All right, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna go there, but let's talk about this more, Raf. What really is the cause of peso weakness? So we have a little bit more of a context to to what should we know as Unibankers telling our clients as well, Raf. Yeah, oh, nakita ko rin yan sa social media. So a certain na politician he said na the peso is weak not because it's weak, but because uh, the dollar is strong. And uh, that statement, it uh, created a lot of uh, discussion on the depreciation of the peso. So, medyo nagkaroon ng debate on whether he's right or, or wrong. But uh, actually, uh, he's uh, 50% right and also 50% wrong. Uh, 50% right because uh, definitely may factor yung uh, strength of the dollar in the, the depreciation of, of the peso. So uh, the dollar is uh, strong no? uh, primarily because of the rate hikes uh, being done by the Federal Reserve. So very aggressive see Fed in high interest rates uh, because of the uh, elevated uh, inflation in the U.S. And uh, higher uh, rates in the U.S., uh, it makes uh, the dollar more attractive. So yung mga investors, nagbibenta sila ngayon ng uh, emerging market currencies like uh, the peso and are now uh, buying dollars no? because of the return that they can get from, from that uh, currency. Then to add to that, uh, risk aversion then, uh, because of all the uncertainties uh, happening right now, uh, the dollar is a safe uh, haven asset or, or currency. So it's uh, very reliable when uh, there are uh, a lot of uncertainties no, in, in the world. But at the same time, just like what I mentioned, 50% wrong because uh, it's just uh, one of the factors affecting the, the peso. Another factor uh, driving the depreciation is the trade deficit of the country. So uh, actually, uh, for for us, it's uh, the biggest uh, driver of uh, de- depreciation. So yung strength of the dollar or yung rate hikes ni Fed and other uh, external factors, uh, these factors are just exacerbating or uh, worsening no, yung depreciation of the peso. But uh, actually, the main uh, factor or driver is uh, the trade uh, deficit of the country. So uh, we've been uh, importing a lot of products from abroad. And then yung uh, dollar sources natin or earnings, no, earning dollars that we get from remittances, from BPO revenues and exports, uh, it's not anymore enough no, for us to cover or to meet no, yung requirements natin, so yung uh, imports natin. And uh, because of that deficit, uh, the demand for dollars has uh, increased significantly uh, this year. And it's uh, the main factor driving the depreciation of the peso. All right. Well, thank you very much, Raf, for putting context into it, guys. Uh, so, but at least, um, you know, in fairness to the statements made, we have a little bit more of a context that comes with it when we're discussing to our clients and for our personal use as well. Now, Sir Clyde, let's go back to basics. Bakit nga ba 
na tumataas o bumababa ang, ang peso and US dollar exchange rate in relation to, sabi nga ni Raph, on trade deficit, on interest rates and all. Can you put us a little bit of a baseline knowledge of what really affects a foreign exchange rate movement? Okay, I guess what's important to note here is that when you are talking about foreign exchange, let's say for this example, dollar and peso, we're talking about two currencies. Okay, so tama rin eh, uh, 50-50 rin yung, ano, yung uh, accuracy ng sinabi ng politician na yan kasi parang you have to consider na parang what impacts the value of the dollar and the peso is supply and demand for the dollar and of the peso. So there are so many things that fall into, uh, that have, and yun na nga, um, uh, the things that, ano, that, uh, that Jeff mentioned, definitely that has an impact on both currencies eh. So parang ngayon, ang nangyayari, nangingibabaw yung strength ng dollar because of so many factors. Ang daming nangyayari, di ba? You have the Fed uh, hiking uh, interest rates much faster than the, than the Philippines. So doon pa lang eh, you have relative interest rates. Eh. That's one thing eh. Next is also the trade deficit in the Philippines kasi nag-recover na yung Philippines. So parang ang daming pwedeng maging reason kung bakit ang lakas ng demand for the peso or lakas ng demand for the dollar or ano, uh, uh, binibenta yung, yung peso tapos binibili yung dollar. So it's much, much more complicated. Pero what's important lang to note is when, you, when you're talking about the foreign exchange rate, you always think of it as two things, two currencies. So parang I think that's where the confusion come, come, comes in. Parang since you're seeing dollar versus peso, isipin mo, pag strong yung isa, mahina yung isa. In a way, tama naman yun. Kaya lang, you have to consider na hindi lang naman parang dahil mahina yung isa, automatic strong yung isa. There are so many factors that have to be considered. Kaya, importante talaga na parang we're always aware as investors, what are the different developments and news items coming out of the different, like for the US and for the Philippines, kung ano yung lumalabas. Kasi nakaka-impact talaga ito dun, ano, dun sa currency pair, dun sa value ng peso versus the dollar. And ano, um, I'd like to note na parang recently medyo stable ah, yung dollar-peso exchange rate, especially the past two weeks. And I'm sure mm-hmm. na-consign ng ating mga listeners. And, that, and, and you know, parang uh, that, that's something interesting kasi parang that, that begs the question, so bakit parang hindi na siya masyado gumagalaw after moving up for so quickly over the past few months? Mm-hmm. Parang something must be happening. And, and then, yun na nga, parang ano, it's the BSP now uh, helping that ano, arrest that steep appreciation of the dollar's value versus the peso. All right. Well, thank you very much, Clive. I really appreciate this conversation because it's putting more knowledge and a little bit more of a textbook definition that we can, you know, like put everything thing, uh, put everything in perspective. Now, Raf, help me out on this. Um, tama ka, ano? Napansin ko rin yung sabi ni Clive, parang may invisible line on the 59th level. Parang hindi siya lumalampas. Parang it's always right there, pero it goes down a little bit. It goes up. It goes near it. Parang there's like a Safety net, di ba, Clive? So what do you think, yeah. Raph? Um, is this gonna is this scenario gonna continue? Where do we see it heading? Of course, this is gonna be like a far-fetched question, but do you see this trend continuing at least for the short term? Yes. Uh, well, uh, the BSP has uh, done some measures no, in order to temper the depreciation of the peso. Uh, number one, uh, selling uh, dollars. So uh, very active CBSP in the FX market. Uh, selling uh, dollars in order to increase the supply of dollars. So in order to prevent it from uh, breaching the 59 level. Then at the same time, uh, medyo nag-tighten din ng regulations si uh, BSP. Yung mga requirements, mas naging uh, strict siya 
in order to make sure na productive yung use ng ng dollars no yung dollars it goes to uh, activities no that are uh, uh, productive yung talagang nagagamit siya in in a, in a proper way so in a way uh, that that has a uh, help no in uh, managing the, the currency but uh, in the long term uh, we still expect uh, the peso uh, to uh, depreciate may uh, continue to depreciate in the coming months uh, because of the fundamentals of the economy. So yung fundamentals yun is uh, yung imports uh, higher siya compared to exports and uh, other uh, sources of dollars like uh, remittances and uh, BPO revenues. And kung ganun yung fundamentals mo, uh, natural no for uh, the currency to uh, depreciate and uh, hindi mo siya matatalo eh kahit ano pang intervention ang gawin mo if the fundamentals are uh, like that then doon papunta ang uh, currency mo so sabi nga nila uh, the market always uh, wins parang may mga analyst na nagsasabi ng ganun kasi uh, ganun yung fundamentals mo so yung market uh, doon din papunta ang market if uh, ganun yung uh, fundamentals na economy mo so uh, the deficit, the trade deficit, most likely it's going to uh, well remain uh, wide uh, next year uh, because of the needs of the economy. So yung, uh, yung requirements sa economy, for example, we need to import uh, more uh, food products from abroad no? because uh, underperforming yung agriculture sector natin. And then yung oil prices then there's a chance it will uh, remain at an uh, elevated level. So yung uh, import natin ng oil, most likely significant pa rin siya next year. So, that will continue to exert uh, pressure on on the peso. Alright, well, thank you very much, Raf. Now, quickly, Sherk Live, at this level of the dollar-peso and where we see it going, should I, like an investor, would ask still, you know, venture in a dollar portfolio? Uh, okay. Um, Ang, ang sagot ko dyan, Jesse, parang kailangan, you have to take a look at your current na, no, na position. You, you take a look at your current na circumstances. If, for example, you're traveling and kailangan mo talaga talagang dollar, no-brainer, no bumili ka ng dollars kasi you need that for spending. But now, if you're thinking about having a portfolio of do, uh, dollar securities and you feel na parang, okay, you don't have, pe- you don't have dollars yet, um, ang, ang tanong dyan is you have to consider not just the impact of the ano, exchange rate, but also yung potential nakikitain mo from the dollar asset. Right now, kasi there are a lot of dollar assets that are quite interesting and quite attractive already. If you take a look at, for example, ha, just, in, just an example, the the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield, it's around 4% already. We haven't seen it this high in a very long time. Uh, nasa close to 4.5 yung mga 2-year U.S. Treasuries. And imagine, if that's a, ano, a risk-free asset. If you go for a dollar-denominated, the bank-issued na bond, obviously you'll get something higher pa than the four and a half or the four percent na sinabi ko. So there's definitely an opportunity to earn additional yield in the dollar market. But again, you have to consider that the cost of buying the dollars to buy those dollar assets is already expensive. Kasi ang taas na natambilis ng inakit ng rates. So yun, uh, you, ano, there's a risk na if you go into the, into, if you buy dollars, na baka eventually, kapag nag-mature na tong asset na binili mo using these dollars na binili mo now, na baka ma-erode yung, ano mo, yung, yung total returns mo. So that has to be taken into consideration. But again, hindi naman kasi tayo crystal ball eh. So ano, mm. I would only ano, go for this type of uh, strategy if you know you're, you already have a lot of investments 
And for example, if this is your first investment, pag-isipan mo muna. Kasi may risks dyan. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting yourself into both FX risk and interest rate risk. So mm-hmm. ngayon, I, I, this is a better play or a better strategy for somebody who's a little bit more sophisticated, who's already done uh, investments in foreign currency assets, and who's already comfortable, you know, uh, uh, buying foreign currencies. Uh, yeah, but again, ano, uh, I would only do this if I were a more sophisticated investor. There you go. Thank you very much, um, Raf and Clive, for giving us more things to think about over the, you know, like uh, for looking at our portfolio. But once again, hopefully, our uni bankers who's tuning in right now, you find this useful for your personal purposes and for discussion with our clients as well. So thank you very much once again, Raf and Clive, and hopefully we'll see you again in our next episode or our listeners. But for now. We'll let you off. Don't forget to answer our huddle question for today so you can get your training credit running. But for now, have a great day and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye.